And we're back to another episode of Before the Three Count. <laughs> some uh, background uh, ambience, but uh, this is your host, the unnamed host, uh, aka Morpheus. Uh, also, alongside my uh, illustrious host, the one, the only. Cyrus. There you go. That's spelled with a U.S., not a I.S., not to be confused. That's right. Not to be confused with the Egyptian god himself. Uh, I am just the sexy man himself. <laughs> so this is a uh, episode eleven uh, <clears throat> on the September of the ninth of September. Excuse me. Uh, so um, two yeah. days before the eleventh of September. Yep. Which, uh, um, here in the states is a big, big deal, sort of. That it is. That it is. Um. Has also has been a, a, a very interesting couple of weeks. Uh, also in the wacky world of uh, professional wrestling, yes, it has. Uh, there's been a new signings, releases, changes between the guards of uh, shows, and just a whole bunch of that's like, woof. Yes, uh, big time. Is, yes, we're, we're still getting into a throwback of uh, the Monday Night Wars. Not there yet, but. It's creeping towards that direction, you know. Definitely creeping towards that direction. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about uh, all, seeing all these changes um, and big signings and things. I'm not excited, but I'm just interested in see how it goes. Because like I say, I've so we I've seen this before, so it's not like this has happened in the past. You know, the the real the wheel will currently reinvent itself, but. It's different, you know. So it's a nice little change of change of things. I feel you, and, and you, you know, you're absolutely right. Have seen it before. Uh, for me, I, I definitely I like surprises with my wrestling. Um, I like uh, when something happens that I couldn't predict. Like when it's like, oh man, like I didn't see that coming. But and, can uh, you though? Now, I mean, you do keep up. It seems like up to date, you know, online as far as like the inner happenings of wrestling world. So it's sort of hard not to know of who's, of what's not going to happen, you know, in the upcoming shows or months and stuff like that. It's so sort of hard to turn off your eyes from, you know, if it's now Twitter, or Instagram, or, you know, performers posting themselves these cryptic messages. It's so sort of hard not to not, it's so sort of, it's sort of hard to be surprised, you know what I'm saying? Like it was. 100% right. You know, um, back in yesteryear. <clears throat> I, I, no, you're 100% right on that. Um, but with that being said, and, and I don't know if it's uh, that I like to play fantasy booker or that and like see, you know, h- how I compare. But because, uh, you know, great example, um, you know, and I guess let's just jump right into it right now. Okay. Um, AEW had their all out pay-per-view this past weekend. Correct. Um, great pay-per-view. Uh, I actually stayed up till close to midnight to watch it um and that is about three hours past my bedtime 
but um, but but yeah, no, stayed up to watch it. Um, the the energy of that crowd was uh, amazing. Um, it reminded me of All In, uh, which was the first foray um, where Cody the Bucks put on uh, the the show, kind of with the Ring of Honor. Um, and I was there for that live and the energy for that crowd was something that I had never felt before in a live audience, um, because it was something new and, you know, something unexpected and you didn't know what to expect, um, from the show itself. And, uh, so that gives the crowd an energy and I felt the same way watching all out. Unfortunately, uh, this year we did not go, um, didn't didn't feel like it was the best idea to go to a huge arena uh, right now with the way things are. Yeah. Uh, so we actually, we brought Chicago to us. Okay. We, uh, we, we ordered some Luminati's pizzas, had them uh, shipped to us frozen. Um, so we, uh, we we made those and we watched we watched the pay-per-view uh, at home <clears> in the living room. But, uh, but yeah, you could feel the crowd um, through the screen um, and the energy of that crowd is what carried that show um, you know objectively speaking because uh, a lot of people are like oh it's the best pay-per-view of all time or at least of the recent era <laughs> um, uh, objectively speaking that's not that's, that, not that's not too hard to do <laughs> yeah no for sure it's not and uh, but but really too a lot of that I think is just the crowd um, that 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 crowd is the the six man that like you can't deny. It's the, that crowd is Tony Kukoc. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it, it it just made all the difference in the world for everything because it makes everything seem bigger, uh, feel bigger. You know, um, CM Punk and Darby Allen they were just doing some basic chain wrestling. Um, but because the crowd was so excited to see CM Punk and he's in a ring, he's wrestling somebody. Um, the crowd's going nuts, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I forget what match it was. It was early on in the show. It might have even been the opening match with Eddie Kingston and Miro, um, which was a great match, uh, really good. Um, but it, it, This Is Awesome chant broke out. Um, and I was like, I mean, this is really good, uh, but but it's not awesome um, by any means. And the Bucks and the Lucha Bros would later on in the night show everybody what awesome really is. Right, um, right. Because it was a ridiculous, they had a ridiculous cage match. Um, and I'm usually not even that into the Bucks like that. But uh, Top uh, tag team. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely are. And they do their thing. And in uh, this match, I mean, they, they brought it all out. It was bloody. It was violent. Um, it's what I like in my wrestling. Um, they still have, they had their high spots, but they all meant something. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've seen a change in AEW and I don't know if I'm imagining this. But over the past couple months, I feel like um, it's become more wrestling based. Um, I feel like guys, when they do the high spots, they're trying to make more sense with them. Um, and they're looking more like they're attacking as opposed to doing like a gymnastics routine. <laughs> oh, the flippity flippity. Mm hmm. <laughs> doing, doing their best Simone uh, Biles. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> impression impersonation um all right uh i was gonna say um on so i guess the opposite side of that spectrum as far as these new signees with you know uh punk and and uh daniel and cole uh only because like i said uh it's so it's been done before and that 
at that time, it was more of a surprise due to not being everything online. So I guess when I see it now, I'm just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, we'll see, you know, what they can do with their characters over here. Um, but yeah, um, so interested, more interested. I guess also uh, now that um, Vince seems to be taking more helm uh, in regards to now him and Bruce uh, Pritchard will be uh, taking over NXT. Um, yes. Also, a side note, uh, I guess apparently, hopefully he has a speedy recovery, but uh, Triple H just had a uh, cardiac situation. Oh, I saw uh, something about that. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if they took over NXT to him, you know, being stressed out or a his father-in-law is Vince McMahon, that too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hopefully he has a, a speedy recovery, but that was a sort yes. of like an interesting side to bit. Um, so it's gonna be interesting how they handle NXT because they released a gang of performers. But now the the intent that they're trying to say is getting younger talent, um, and they're trying to avoid going to other indie promotions to scoop them up. So I don't know if this is gonna be all in house guys or just gonna try to scoop them up from the other major promotions throughout the world. Because I don't know how you don't get new guys if you don't tap into the indie market so weird Uh, i mean ultimately yeah they're looking to do it all in-house yeah Um, with the performance center yeah yep with the performance center bring in the guys that they want uh they want big beefy boys um you know and so they they're the mandate from you know what the the dirt sheets are saying is uh nobody under six feet and that nobody under 220 Right, so it's probably going to be a lot of ex-football players, uh, ex-amateur uh, wrestlers will probably be uh, yes. picked up. Well, they just uh, they just signed uh, my main man, uh, Gabriel Stevens. Yep, who just won the uh, Olympic gold. Yes, yeah. Like, dashing two-second faction, uh, <laughs> you know, faction, but uh, fashion. But, yeah, and I, they also signed, I know, um, Rick's son, Rick Steiner's son, uh, yes, he's a uh, house. Um, I his name. Yes, yeah, he got the Steiner face and everything, so he can definitely be if package right, like a you know decent. I'm saying heel, but maybe he can be a face. But if he was a, a heel, he definitely has to look for it. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how he is in the ring. I mean, if, you, if, if your father and your uncle have been, uh, I would hope they would. You know, hopefully you have some something you know in in the bag. Look, look at Dominic Mysterio. He's not bad. I mean, obviously, he's, he's better great. than... Right, but he's better than, like, Eric Watts or... Who was another son that... Um, David Sammartino. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to think of, to think of David, other, David other kids, but yeah. But I would think, you know, with Scott and then Rick being, like, really about the business, they were like, be like, all right, you're going to have to do this right, especially when you got... Um, you know, I start. You know, our last name, our family name in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you, I would have thought the same thing about David Flair back in the day. That's a good example. That's a good example. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But then, but it's not like all of Rick's of all time. But it's not all of Rick's. Charlotte's thriving, so it's not all of his kids aren't like you know what I'm saying. True. So, true. um, it just wasn't the you know the male of the family. Uh, but at least not David. Read, read from what I understand was really good. Um, <clears throat> I honestly, I think I've seen clips of him wrestle, but I've never really okay. seen a match of his. Okay. Um, but from what I understand, he was really good. Uh, it's just a shame he could not defeat his demons. 
Right, right, right. But uh, well, I'm interested, and they also have a new, another uh, am, uh, amateur wrestler. He looks very uh, remnants of uh, Brock, almost just like a shorter version, of, or it's like a smaller version of him. I forget his what his, his gimmick name is, but he pretty much looks like a, a Brock clone, Brock Lesnar clone. Uh, okay. So hopefully, was that? No, I'm saying okay. I'm- oh yeah, so so hopefully you know he can do something. But like I said. They're getting all the guys from the performance center. I don't know. It's a shame that they don't reopen like OVW or like you know uh, FCW. OVW is still open. So is but, FCW. So but, still open. Right, but they don't have any ties with the federation, correct? Right. WWE okay. does not want any ties with them. Right, and they. I was gonna say a lot of their picks were, did well. Like Randy uh, Batista was down there. Lesnar was down there. Sheldon was down there. Like a lot of guys that they brought up had like. You know, decent training. You know, down no, there. No, for so. sure. But those guys, and, and but but the thing is, WWE wants everything done the WWE way. They were still wrestling the WWE style, though, weren't they? They were, but there were there, there's just a lot of clash with things. Like, oh. and here's the, I I can tell you from my own experience at OVW. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rip Rogers, he'd be like, "All right, I'm going to show you guys how how to really work." And then mm-hmm. when WWE calls, he's like, you know, it's all phony BS. He's like, but you do what you got to do for a paycheck. Okay. Whoa. And so, so well, how, how, that, how, how different was the styles that Rip was teaching and that what the Federation expected? I, I mean, Rip teaches pro wrestling. WWE wants sports entertainment. Um, right, but I'm saying the bumps are still the same, correct? Oh, I mean, your basic your basic bumps and all that is going to be, you know, the same regardless. But right, right. So where's the difference? down to wrestling. Right. Like, and wrestling styles, it, right. things become very different. And, and uh, okay. I'm trying to think of how to best explain this, because it's... Yeah, because I thought it was all universal, you know what I'm saying? Not, not in the least bit. Um, okay. Very... It's funny, actually. Even just within New England itself... Uh-huh. I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, at this point, I, I don't keep keep up with things, but I feel like there's probably at least four wrestling schools um, just in, like, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they all train a little bit differently. Okay. Um, a great example I can give, uh, you know, I've trained at a lot of different places. Um, when it comes to running the ropes, different people teach you different ways. Okay. Um, so it's just something small like that. And as small as it may seem, it's actually huge. Um, because if you're wrestling with someone who, you know, they run the ropes in a different fashion than you do, it can yep. throw off time. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so WWE, they, they want all their wrestlers to be the same and to be the same way. Um, you know, just kind of like a, a paint by numbers sort of situation. Okay. Um, but but wrestling really doesn't work like that, and, and it's really, really at its best when you've got a mix of people from different places. I mean, that's what WWE, what made it so great back in the day, was they took all the top guys from the other territories. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but I, I think what's happened along the way, number one, I mean, obviously the territories shut down. Um, right, there's no more territories. Yeah. Well, in but, in the sense of you know. They're, they're promotions, but yeah, it's not like what it once used to be. You didn't have it by geographical, like Southern, Midwestern, right? You know, North, Northwest, you know, Portland, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, with guys like just being like, oh, I'm going to move out to this area to wrestle in these, you know, six states, and this is how I make my living. Yeah, it's funny when you hear guys that, that wrestle in, you know, NWA or WCW, like, oh, yeah, 
you know, the guys up north. You know, it just, it just sounded funny how they always, like, label, you know, by, by geographic location instead of the yes. Federation, I guess, up north, up New York, you know, in New York. <laughs> New York, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's just funny. <clears throat> it is. It was such a different time. Uh, yep. But, but, yeah, so it's still, I mean, there's still geographical differences in wrestling styles and things. And uh, for, for um, I, oh, that's where I was going with this. I think the other thing that has changed, aside from there not being any more territories, yep. uh, I think uh, people's perception of pro wrestling has changed. And it's no longer just big, huge guys. Um I think it's more about athletic looking talent. And I think a lot of that is because of the popularity of MMA. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's changed people's beliefs as to who can be a badass. Uh, Conor McGregor is 5'9, 175, like when he's not fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a very big guy. Right. But, but he's a badass, you know. I, I'm not stepping to him. Right, right, right. No, I definitely, I definitely see. Um, cause I was gonna say probably the the turning of the tides as far as build was probably. Would you say? Would you say like ninety nine? No, well maybe two thousand. No, no, no. I would say maybe a little uh, like two thousand three till now is when the whole, like. Oh, would you say earlier when Michaels Shawn Michaels became heavyweight champ? Like was that when the, the change of the guards of the big you know house type dudes uh becoming like a main eventer slash you know money makers i think when michaels and hart were feuding over the belt yeah it, it changed the perception it, it opened the door or it's gonna open up yeah open up the eye yeah okay. you know um so like 97 96 yeah yep but okay. i don't think it changed the tide I, I do think that came more around 03 04 with ben juan uh, guerrero yes Okay. Who were, I mean, they were juiced and jacked to the gills. Right. Um, looking at them, but they were shorter. But so technically, you, you couldn't even say that they really didn't fit the mold because it was just only height at the time. So maybe if you, I guess, went out further with, um, uh, whew, I'm trying to think, like maybe Randy Orton, would he be like the prototype of today's guy? Well, well, so here's the thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm glad you chose Orton, actually, because that's probably the perfect example. Yeah, he's like um, in between. Well, not just that, but he, so he bridges that the time period. So prior, so with Benoit and Guerrero, they definitely right. changed things in regards to height. Right. Um, but weight-wise, they, they were still, they were still big. Oh yeah, they were jacked. You can even say you can yeah, you can say the same thing with like Dynamite Kid. He was like a a, a little shorter wrestler, but he was like, whew. absolutely. But with the passing of Benoit Guerrero, yeah, uh, the the wellness policy came. Right, right, right. And so everybody got smaller, uh, except for a couple people. Uh, but I don't know if you remember, Orton got a lot smaller. Well, um, I don't know. I, I might. I don't know because I, that that happened actually way before. That was right after the steroid uh, accusation because Hogan dropped significant weight. Same thing with Warrior came back much thinner. You know, it even popped up that the that was the second Warrior because he he was so much thinner. And same yes. thing with Hogan. Like come WrestleMania nine, he was like much smaller to what he used to. You know, even though he was doing the Hollywood movies, he was much smaller. You know, so a lot of guys even back then was like smaller than what they once were from like the, you know early 80s yes but then then everyone got big again yeah because they were like oh well, <laughs> over <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> 
But, they, uh, but I don't think they I got mean, to the state. Look at back. Savage. Look at look at Savage. I mean, he he got bigger than he ever was. True, but he didn't get back to that size though, because even Luga got smaller in essence to his you know his four Horseman days. He was oh, when yeah. he went back over to WCW. He was much smaller to his you know even his IC B Pro day. You know when he was <laughs> doing the whole bodybuilding oh, sure. thing. So. But I mean, yeah. But I can see we 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 say with Orton he got even smaller, but with the whole wellness policy. But like I said, we sort of seen that before. Guys going on and off gear, you know. Oh yeah, but I, I think, but I think Orton's a good example because I mean he got smaller to the point that Triple H even like made a comment about it. He was like, oh, like you look like a stack of dimes or something like that. Well, no, the, the, the more infamous ones when he said the Chris Masters. Yes, yes, that's what. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He really, you could tell, uh, went off his supplement plan. Yes, no, big time. Yes, no, yeah. talk about a major change. Yeah, and uh, and I feel bad for like all those guys like in that spot because it's like this is what you you know Chris Masters that was his whole gimmick. Yeah, the physique. Uh, yeah, but it was odd that Batista was able to hold his size. Same thing when you know when Triple H was in Evolution, he was still over, able to handle his size. You know, so I say there, there were a couple couple guys there that snuck under the radar. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know I think the the big bad booty daddy uh, Scott Steiner he put it best. Uh, the the rumor is that um, he was asked to, to take a uh, drug test, and he said if Triple H pees right next to him, he'll do it. Oh, he really said that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, now it seems like I want to say from like 2010. The consensus is guys have been probably under 270, yeah. 280. Like floating. Oh, guys like, are way under that. Because I say Brian Cage is probably like the, you know, the heaviest of like a throwback time. I would say probably now. Uh, maybe right back with uh, wrestling. He was probably around that same, you know, weight of uh, a throwback weight. Um, I'm trying to think of any other guys that like had that physique. Because obviously you got like the big dudes like Simone Joe, but they're not really like... Yeah, they're not built like that. Right, 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 right. You know. Uh, although one thing I would say about Cage for sure, uh, having wrestled him before, yeah. and uh, Ryback I've never met in person, right. but I, I feel like they, they're both shorter than the old school guys were. Okay. But I, I could be wrong on that because I remember the old school guys as a kid, so they all look gigantic. And they were all on, yeah, wrestling their boots with, you know, with the lifts. Like, That's could, true, too. I know we've discussed, like, you know, AJ being shorter than us, uh, Jericho. I think you even mentioned Michaels was, like, shorter than yes. us, you know? Yep. So, it's, it was rare, uh, you know, this, it's funny. Did you ever see the, the picture of Shaq, Charles Barkley, and I forget someone else, stand uh, next to the rock oh. and they tower over him? Yes, yes. Like, by some body weight and height, like, they make him look yes. like a child. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you know oh. so, so wrestlers the the camera does add 10 pounds or 10 inches to, well you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it does increase you know your size but that, yeah that's really funny <laughs> but uh yeah so like you know will i'm interested to see how vince and bruce handle nxt with the new crowd um yeah next week is uh gonna be the i believe the september 14th next tuesday is the uh what do you call it rebranding or, or whatever NXT. yeah okay so, uh, who are the trainers have... down there in um the performance center 
uh, Triple H, Michaels, okay. Okay. Road Dog, okay. uh, Prince Albert, because he's always going to be Prince Albert to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying Just to think. Those- I, I think Norman Smiley's over there. Oh, nice. Who, uh, shout out to yes. Norman Smiley. Definitely shout out to Norman the Smiley. Wiggle. I actually trained with him for a while. Where and, at? Uh, down in Florida. Um, Florida. What was the name of it? I don't remember. It was some sort of NWA affiliate. I remember that. What style does he teach in? Since he's um, British. He teaches a lot of cool amateur stuff. Um, nice. I learned how to do like a fireman's carry without making the other guy bump uh, from him. What do you uh, mean? So like a lot of times you'll see a guy do a fireman's carry. Um, basically, they'll do it like Cena's finisher, but they like right. do it for the FU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he taught a way where you can just roll the guy right off your shoulders. Um, oh. And the guy's on his back, but he didn't have to take a bump. So, uh, you know, uh, oh, okay. a little bit of inside baseball here for people. But, you know, okay. as wrestlers, we don't like necessarily uh, hitting our backs on the mat. Um, right. Because it hurts. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's so, like a, what do you say, it's like a car accident going at 20 miles per hour? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, so if there's an opportunity where you can do something that looks cool and your opponent's not getting hurt now, yeah, wins. All right, all right, nice. Um, did you get a chance to have a conversation with him anytime or was it mostly just, you just, it was like a seminar teaching you guys uh, the moves? Yeah, it was all just training type stuff. Oh, okay, uh, all right. Well, unfortunately, I'm very awkward. Uh, that's, <laughs> so I, I did not take advantage of being like, wow, like Norman Smiley's here. Because I mean, I trained with him for probably a month, um, like weekly. Oh, wow. And, uh, but I, you know, I'm awkward. And at the time, especially did not appreciate things like I do now, which is a shame. Yeah, in retrospect. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because it's like, yeah, I easily could have stayed after class and like just hung out and talked to him. Right. Uh, right, 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 right. Like, oh man, like, let me leave. Get some, <laughs> get some dope uh, vampiro story, stories. Yeah, right. Like, but uh, also, uh, side note, I guess he has a documentary that I, I still want to like check out one of these uh, vampiro that is uh, about his uh, happiness down in uh, Mexico, which I guess is a real is a real good documentary. Um, okay. Because I did. Did you ever see the David Arquette one? No, I still want to. It's, uh, I, it's on I, Amazon, I definitely, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. I uh, got a chance to see it not too long ago, and yeah, it was, it was so crazy. But they had a segment down where he was like taking, like doing like a lucha match. But the crazy thing is not the match itself, but like apparently down there in Mexico, like feel like I, I don't know if it's if it was like part of the gag of the movie, but if it's legit. But I guess that like the traffic lights, they have like lucha uh, wrestlers doing like a thirty second like performance show while you're at the traffic light, and you can like tip them. It's, it's so crazy to see, like, why oh, he, I he, that. Yeah, so I don't know if that's legit, but it just caught my attention. I was like, oh, it's so crazy to see. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like, no difference when, like, if you're, like, in the city and you see, like, guys doing, like, a music, Showtime. you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, doing a drum, you know, performance, something like that. Like, yes. you know, people giving, like, change. But it was, it's cool to see. And uh, shout out to all my New York City people that uh, just cringed here in Showtime, because, uh, one of the things I am most thankful about not living in New York anymore is not having to ride the subway in the morning, half asleep, and you got some <laughs> brothers on there with the boombox playing, and they're like, it's showtime! And they're doing backflips and stuff in the <laughs> subway, you're about to get kicked in the face. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you were never lucky to see the, um when they did the, 
the show t- the not the showtime but the subway uh royal rumble no um, okay no, but you you know what i'm talking about i that know exactly like, what you're talking oh, about okay and, like, <laughs> yeah with brett hot and yes. one two three kids yeah, yeah uh yes, yep. and you never <laughs> had the never, privilege of checking that out <laughs> never had the privilege no um unfortunately i had a lot of uh odd musical acts uh mariachi bands that were also selling churros uh, <laughs> yeah. oh man but all right cool 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 um, also in, in wrestling news, besides this, the signees, it was big on the internet, was the um, match between uh, Nia Jax and uh, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, that, that happened on Raw 2. They just had a match recently this week, but they uh, had another one that happened last week. And it was a very interesting match. I personally enjoyed it because it actually uh, suspended uh, disbelief of uh, regular choreograph wrestling match this one was like what's going on here type of situation so i always like like that some you know from time to time uh but yeah did you get a chance to check it out i did um i checked it out uh it's funny i i i don't know if it was a work or a shoot exactly i always i always love that no absolutely you know it's uh if it was a work, kudos to them. Yep. Um, if it was a shoot, kudos to them because yep. you know they got they got back to the match and you know do what they had to do. <laughs> um, I I think it might have been a shoot. Um, I've uh, watching it back. I think it was the sort of thing where Charlotte was getting upset with something, and you know I think kind I think of, they was they were staying with a like a back body drop with okay. it looked a little look a little you know snug a little you know. Got you, got you. Damn bag action. And uh, so, yeah, and then from there, you know, I guess she got Nia's face. I just remember Nia grabbing her by the back of the hair like, whoa, who you think you're talking to like that, you know? Right. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, I've been, I've actually been in a situation like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a couple of years ago. Um, I wrestled, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to withhold his name, mm-hmm. um, you know, because uh, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were in the middle of the match, and just something something switched in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I don't know if he thought he was in a real fight for a second or uh, <laughs> what happened. And uh, it was interesting actually because another wrestler approached me after the match and asked about it, and they said yep. they were in a match with this guy before and had a similar situation. Yeah, but um, but but yeah, he started to throw live rounds. Uh, <laughs> but but I was gonna say, is he was he normally a stiff? You know, working? Not at all. Um, oh, okay. All right. You know how there's like some guys that like it, you know, more on the stiffer side, you know? Yes. Like, uh, like, a, like I an RBD. I, I prefer, you know, I prefer to be snug. Um, right. But, uh, but no, he started throwing some live rounds uh, to the face. Uh, and um, I, I literally grabbed him, threw him into the turnbuckle, gave him one of those big show style chops. Yep. Uh, so you gave him a receipt? Yeah, yep, and uh, and it, it took him right out of it. He's like, oh, what? you know, and it's like, okay, cool. Now we're back into the match. Um, and uh, I don't know what happened. Um, I know I asked him about it afterwards. He, he kind of apologized, but like didn't really explain what the situation was. So I, I don't know if it was a. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, okay. But uh, but but yeah, it got real for a second. Um, okay. But if you had the if you had the count how many times that has happened in your career would it be less than five or would could you go on both hands 
that, that's happened with other guys. Oh, yeah, no, de- definitely less than five. Okay. Um, I think only two, and one of them, uh, the other one, uh, this was actually back in uh, 2007. I had just got my modeling contract. Okay. Um, but I was finishing up uh, some dates that I had already agreed to. Okay. Um, and I was explaining to guys, because in my modeling contract, I couldn't even play basketball for, for fear of me getting hurt, you know, and like marked up in some kind of way. Right. So uh, needless to say, wrestling was definitely not okay. Right. Um, but I was like, you know what? Like, we'll just keep it safe, blah, blah, blah. And so I'd ask everyone, I'm like, hey, like, only thing I ask, just don't chop me. Um, because I can't have any marks like on my chest. Right, whelps. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, and a dude chopped me, and uh, it was one of those things where I I got mad, you know, because for me I'm thinking about my modeling contract and my, my yep. two hundred fifty dollars an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so so yeah, I uh, I grabbed him, uh, threw him in the corner, and I just gave him a solid kick right to the oblique. Um, Jeez. Yeah, yep. And uh, actually, uh, it's funny. My Nana Shirley is uh, one of her favorite. She she was there for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of her favorite moments. Uh, <laughs> now, did you guys did you guys talk about that when you got back to back? Like, you know, sorry, such and such. A, you know, I had to do this because you did that, or you yeah, know, talking? yeah, okay. Um, got to the back, you know, and it was like. I was the one that was like, dude, my bad, but here's the deal. You know, I, we had talked about it beforehand, and he's like, yeah, he's like, my bad for, for chopping you. And I'm like, yeah, right, sometimes cool, it, yeah, adrenaline's just pumping and you just get lost in the moment. Exactly, you know, and uh, again, you know, you talk about having the benefit of hindsight and things like that. <laughs> yep. I'm like, really, I, I, I shouldn't even be that bad. Like, you know, it's a wrestling match. Like, you know, you're in a wrestling match and you can get chopped. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Right, and, right. Um, but you know, say la vie, say la vie. Yeah, 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 yeah. but not definitely with Charlotte and, and you know Naya. You know, it, it was sort of you know interesting to see because uh, you know how it played out. Obviously, since they just had a match recently, you know, I guess all's under the bridge because uh, you still got to be a professional at the end of the day, no matter what. If it is a you know a work a you know a shoot, you know, absolutely. Still man. The show goes on. Uh, the Matt Hardy and Edge stuff from uh, years back, you know? Yeah, but that really, I really didn't think that they were really at each other's, like, throats like that. I mean, they, they pumped it up to be, just so I think that sort of threw me off. Like, all right, if they didn't make it so subtle, then I'd be like, oh, maybe something might, you know, happen. But with that, I'm just like, eh, oh, yeah, no, they, they were... they've been hyping it up to show that, oh, yeah, they had it at their throats. So they didn't really have yeah, an was... option not to be that, you know, revved up. You know what I'm saying? Agreed, uh, agreed wholeheartedly. And but I, I brought it up as an example of guys being professional with each other, right? Um, you know, when there's legit heat there. Ah, oh, well, but really, was there? Or was that just this working, working the you know the fans thinking, all right, you stole my girl now? I'm like, I'm gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we really know if that was like? Because you know, sometimes we, if you're not really close, attached to the, your partner, you'd be like, all right, you're with somebody else. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I, I would think. The heat between Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit and woman, I would feel that would be more. I felt more heavy, you know, between well, yeah, those three, so between Matt Lee and Edge. Huh? There was so much heat there. Kevin Sullivan killed them all. That's terrible. 
But like I was saying, <laughs> you know, they have they've had situ- those type of situations in in the past where it's like that I could be like, all right, you know, because that really wasn't played up to the audience, and I also that it wasn't social media, so you didn't have wrestlers be like, oh, I'm a, you know, dislike this post because you know what I'm saying, be like, ooh, there might be heat. That was legit. Well, I'm not saying that Edge and Dez wasn't, but that one I guess it was easier to make legit because there wasn't as much fanfare. We didn't know about it until decades after. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. So, <clears throat> shoot, I was gonna say even with the Hogan and Macho Man Elizabeth, the way that they pumped it up, you can. I mean, you can sort of feel it, just only because now looking back, everybody was telling that you know Macho was a very jealous individual you know even though he probably thought hogan was trying to get at elizabeth even though that probably wasn't the case uh but right. you know they played it up perfectly so that you know. that honestly in my opinion might be one of the, the greatest storylines of all time if not the greatest storyline of all time do you do you uh, think that do you think that's uh, a better storyline than uh uh the screw job in montreal yeah easily really because yeah. to that day, people still don't know if that's a if that was a work or a shoot. That and that's fair. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, if you're talking a great storyline, yeah. But the Hogan Savage that was a two year buildup. Yeah, but the, the Bret Hart and Vince McMahon was like a whole decade. <laughs> yeah, but like it was like, but really, it was like a day. Like it was just that day, and then Bret Hart was gone. But when you had the wrestling behind shadows documentary, that sort of like breathed new air into it, and that pumped up the uh, the conspiracy theories that it was like we still don't know. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But, I, yeah, but, I was gonna say if they didn't have that wrestling with shadows, if that wasn't there, I would agree with you with the uh, that uh, Macho Man and because that went so long. Because like you said, that was just a pay per view. But uh, with that, that definitely like which I think has actually helped the mystique of was it a work or a shoot because it came out with like a video right behind that whole situation like <laughs> talk about coincidence right. <laughs> well well Nash Nash says Nash says it was a work and and Nash Nash has great evidence for that what's the evidence that he presents Nash says Vince no sold when the government was after him Vince no sold when he broke his two quads in the ring. So okay. Why is Vince McMahon gonna sell a punch for for a six foot guy? Well, I'm, hold on, come on now. He really wasn't selling the quad thing because he he was he couldn't stand up. So well, he um, tried to. He right, <laughs> and, but and uh, he still kept the promo going and everything. Yeah, like, I mean you, anybody. Like you said, the show must go on. Don't forget, this is the same man that did have one of his wrestlers unfortunately pass away at his pay per view and still kept the pay per view going on. Yeah, he no. I won't say he no sold it, but I mean he kind of. Sold it. <laughs> so it's not like this is out the realm of possibility. And plus, you say he just got punched in the eye. Obviously, you got hold your eye. It's not like you got punch, get punched in the face and not, you know. <laughs> if there's anybody that I believe would no sell it, it's Vince McMahon. I'm like, oh yeah, like. Uh, I feel like this is too prideful to even let let you know he he get punched by Mike Tyson and he can go sell it. He'd be like, I don't, I don't know about that. And plus, with the whole ramification, like if you gotta have that as a work, why would you have that with Brett? Like of all you guys, like and at, at that time, at a Survivor Series, I can see maybe at a WrestleMania, but Survivor Series is not even. Like, it's like the number three major pay per view. You got like Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, obviously WrestleMania is number one, and then Survivor Series is like. 
in the back corner. It's like that's all the more it, reason to do it. <sighs> you've you've now added excitement to a non-exciting pay-per-view. You 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 give Bret Hart some steam to for. But did we know going. that? Did, did we know that Bret was leaving? That like was in the dirt dirt sheets at that time that he was leaving? Or uh, that's a great question. See, because if if people don't know about it, so defeats the purpose of doing all of that, making a whole documentary. Because I don't think that was uh, the WWF. I don't think they would have any product, you know, no hand in it. So they're not making no money off of that that video. It's, and I don't think the pay per view was like a top grossing pay per view at the time. Even when probably were the replay, you know, recast. So I don't. That seems a whole lot just to be for work. Yeah, but you know, you know how WWF made tons of money off of it. How? It gave birth to the greatest heel character in WWF history. The Vince McMahon character. Yes, sir. But if they didn't have Stone Cold, would they still? Would he still have legs though? Nope, he wouldn't have. Okay, it, so it you perfect. still then also that means you have to make. And at the time, Stone Cold wasn't even Stone. He was the ringmaster. So you still got to put your attention on this other guy that hoped that he was. Nah, he was Stone Cold. He okay. Well, yeah, this is what ninety-seven match with uh, Bret Hart. That that uh, the, the the big uh, double switch. Okay, but he wasn't full bloom Stone Cold. He wasn't the ratings monster that he became later. So you're still putting your chips in the guy that really hasn't propelled us to the moon, and you're losing to WCW in the ratings war. So I don't know, yo. That's a that's a lot of what ifs to say that was a work. <laughs> it is a lot of what ifs. You, you you need everything to hit at that right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, absolutely, and I guess what at the end of the day, there's there's only two people that actually know. Yeah, Brett and Vince. Yeah, pretty much, you know. And they, they they've had the documentary stay in you know their side of things, but like, are they still working us? You know what I'm saying? Is it you? You never. That's why I think that will oversee the Hogan and Macho thing because there's so many question marks. Hogan and Macho, Hogan and Macho, we sort of know now. You know what I'm saying? Like how it all went down. <clears throat> no, I feel you. Yeah, no, we definitely know how it all went down. But, but it I'm wasn't like I said. It's, it's a, a great story. Crafted. Yeah, it's a great storyline. I, I, I would put number two out after the Macho Life Proof Job. I would and put number two. I would say with Hogan and Macho watching it in hindsight now, like yep. as an adult, like it's like yep. wow, like Macho wasn't wrong. Nah, because Hogan was trying to like take over his whole career from like inception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's like wow. But the like, weird thing is, like, did, did Macho have like Stockholm syndrome? Because why would he go to WCW where he pretty much was getting that same treatment when Hogan was there in the Federation? Why would you go to that? Why would you take that same abuse? You know what I'm saying? Well, the, if what people say is true, it's because Vince mm-hmm. didn't want him to wrestle anymore. Okay. And WCW was like, well, work. That that must have sucked though, because it's like either you wrestle or you got like deal with this. Do uh, for like the next for the rest of your like career. It's just like it's, it's like a bad bad situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like stay here, commentate, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and like and that's got to be brutal. Like to to like want to wrestle and you're sitting there and watching people. But why, why you. was he injured? Like why did Vince um sit, sit Macho down? Because he's a great worker. So you're taking away. Is it was a, a money thing? Like was Macho just asking? Was the salary too much? I, I mean, the rumor is Vince felt Savage was looking older, um, and that it was time for him to transition. Into was he though? Was he at the? Because this was what around WrestleMania seven. That was his retirement match. 
So it was uh, like 92? Well, but not because at WrestleMania 8, he, he came back. Okay. Um, so that I'm was against Flair, right? Around, yeah, yep. Okay. So I'm going to say it's probably around WrestleMania 9, around that time period. Oh, during Caesar's Palace? So that was, what, yeah. 93, 94? 93. Yeah, yep, 93, 94. So was he looking, was he slowing down the peg or two? Um, maybe a little bit, but not okay. not terribly. But, but with the rest of the rest of the roster, he could keep up though with the with the majority of the guys though, right? Yeah. In your eyes, uh, definitely. But he definitely okay. he also looked older than the rest of the roster. Real, all right, because I'm thinking. All right, so you got Bret Hart, you had Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, uh, Crush, Yoko, Doink, um. Uh, Trying to uh Savio Vega. Um who else? Who else? Who else? Uh um Let's see at that time. Cause like a re- Luke, majority of the guys are like around his ring age, like Diesel, uh so all like these guys, guys aren't really like young. They're all ten years younger than Savage. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. okay. Cause I can see Michael all right being you know, looking you know, younger, uh but like and also just the the look like you know Savage had the beard and like he just you know these guys were all young clean shaven and like gotcha but they could they could tell him to shave and stuff like I mean he cleaned up when he was when he was you know with Gorgeous George he definitely took a bit of 180 <laughs> right you know like he cut like 10 years off you know right there he looked I can say the only time I saw Macho look aged is when he was like Bones McGraw in the Spider-Man movie you know Bones what I'm <laughs> That, that was the only time, and then obviously as he got older, he looked you know so like Santa Claus. He started you know dying his hair, but for the most part, I didn't think he you know I think that was just Vince being Vince because I think he jumped the ship on that one. And then he had Hogan win the the title that same Mania. So like, <laughs> well, you know Hogan's Hogan's always going to be Hogan in Vince's eyes. Like that's yeah, that's true. That's the guy that made the dream possible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Might as well go behind your money maker, but <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But uh, okay, was that? And then Hogan told her, "That's not gonna work for me, brother." Yeah, because wasn't he gone that that same pay per view? Oh no! Month later, month later. What did he drop it to? Yokozuna, King of the Ring. Oh okay. uh, The rumor and innuendo is that uh, originally he was supposed to drop it to Brett, and it was gonna be a Summerslam torch. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Hogan was like, "Yeah, that's not gonna work for me, brother." (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so one of the worst phrases to, to hear. <laughs> that I'm, uh, you know, I'm, you know, if your girl says, you know, I might be late or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. unless you know, unless you're hearing, hoping to hear those words, like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, trying to think, what else happened? Um, so we t- the signings. Uh, Daniel Bryan is now part of um, AEW alongside with CM Punk as well as. Adam Cole Bebe is now also part of um the thing that surprised me, did they did they don't they have to wait a 90 day clause to like participate? Uh, with both of those guys, no. Um, okay. because their contracts were they weren't released. Oh okay. so weren't released. Expired, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So all right, nice. So we the uh, AW now has those three. Uh, there's murmurs that uh, Kevin Owens' contract ends in the January. winter. Right, yeah, so January. it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, 
I don't know. Is it, it's, it's gonna be a WCW situation where they take on too many guys, and then you just got all because like you obviously got all these new signees, but do we have concrete storylines behind them? Because you can have all the superstars in the world, but if they ain't no storylines behind them. It's just gonna be a mess, and, and guys in the back gonna get. You know, it's gonna be that situation where you have the TNA originals, and you had all like the the Vince pickup, you know, <laughs> signees. It'll be that type of situation, and then people gonna get frustrated. Like, I'm not getting this much TV time. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Um, I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they play <laughs> it out. But I think, from what I can tell right now, with Punk, right. Um, right. they're gonna basically just have him work all the younger guys. Okay. Um, it looks like right now, because uh, on Dynamite last night, he uh, he he went out to the crowd and he was like, "So, what do you guys want me to do now?" You know, <laughs> and uh, you know the crowd's yelling different things. And okay. And Taz, for no reason at all, uh, <laughs> says he's like, "You better keep my boys out your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> and Punk is like, "Nobody's talking about your boys." <laughs> okay. Uh, sort of odd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Hook, uh, yep. they came out. And um, Taz is like, oh, you think you can take my boys? Uh, and Buck's like, no one's talking about your boys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I believe that's probably the direction we're going next. I assume Punk is probably going to wrestle. If you with Taz's uh, crew? Yeah. Stable? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think that's smart um, because you keep Punk away from the title picture. He doesn't need to be anywhere near there. Okay. Um, you keep him away from the main event scene, but seeing Punk himself is a main event guy. Right. And uh, so I think within that, you're going to, you know, you're going to elevate some guys, um, you know, Punk, Punk and Darby Allen, just the fact that Darby Allen wrestled Punk on Punk's first match back that elevated Darby out. To what, though? Uh, it's like, wow, this is a, you know, I don't know if you want to call him a main event guy, but he's But he was already one of their marquee names. He was already the, one of their marquee names in the promotion, though. It's not like, yeah. you know, like all the, the AEW fans already know who he was as well, like the indie fans. So you're not really pushing him to, fans. like, a commercial aspect. But new fans are like, oh, who's the Darby Allen guy that's working with CM Punk in his first match back? That, that must be somebody. Okay, but do you think there were new fans, or you think the people who turned in, tuned in to see CM Punk come back, were already wrestling fans? Fans, but I think they were lapsed wrestling fans. A uh, great example is Gardner. Okay, Gardner hasn't watched modern wrestling um, in a number of years. Uh, okay. And he, when he found out Punk was coming back, he decided he would start recording Rampage. Okay. Um, and I think there are a lot of fans like that. That uh, so that his match against Darby, did did uh, the guys say, "Oh, this new Darby character wrestler is someone I should watch behind," or was he more invested in seeing Punk? Funny you say that. Um, Gardner's <laughs> exact response was, I-, "I see this Darby Allen guy, and I'm like, why is this guy even a wrestler?" Uh, <laughs> so that they really helped Darby's case as far as uh, promoting them. <laughs> well, it, it did though, in the sense that because Gardner was like, "But he's wrestling Punk, you know, his first match. He, he must be something. I'll check it out." <laughs> he must be something. <laughs> okay, all right. 
I mean, okay. but that's fair because here's the thing: a, a lot of casual fans are, are gonna, if, if they haven't been watching the product in a long time, yeah, yeah they're, they're gonna on and they're gonna see a Darby Allen and they're gonna say, "Well, this guy's a buck fifty. Who is your brony? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and um, what do you think with uh, Daniel? Uh, but first of all, what they got? What they got to call him? Are they gonna go Brian Danielson or Brian. Daniel Bryan? He is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Okay, so um, I take it they're gonna have him go against uh, Kenny. I, I believe so. I, okay, I so they got thrust him right into the title title picture. I, I think so, and okay. uh, I, I, for one, am so excited. Uh, I I think Brian Danielson is. The only guy that is not in New Japan and, and not in WWE that okay. can give Kenny Omega that big match that he hasn't had since Okada. I believe it. I believe it. Their styles match up. Uh, yeah. They can they can present a story correctly in the in the ring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree, agree with they agree with that. Um, and you know you, they can both do their heel face, uh, so yeah. That I'm looking forward to see how that uh, turns out. And uh, then the, the last one, uh, the newest signees is uh, Adam Cole. What do you, you think about him? Um, so I'm so curious to see how they use him because I mean, number one, he's he's in the elite, um, so he's with the Bucks, he's with Kenny, um, and the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right off the bat, he's heel. Um, and they are you a fan of the stable of the elite? Um, I have not been thus far. Um, okay, just too goofy for my for my flavor of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but uh, weren't you like a, a DX fan as a kid? I was a DX and, fan. And that, okay. Uh, yes, I was. But uh, and that was goofy as goofy. I I thought DX was cool. Um, okay, they had a level of cool to them. Uh, now, which yeah. um, incarnation are we talking about? The the Michael's China Triple H one or the later New Age Triple H Xbox? My, Michael's China Triple H. So the first incarnation. Yes, that's my DX. Yeah, because yeah, the second one, they were a little corny. It was more like yeah. frat boy humor. The first one was like, ooh, because Michael's was like, he, he was just on, you know, because he was on private. So, so, so many barbiturates at the time. He was just like... <laughs> Letting things fly that you just like breaking all fourth fourth wall rules, you know yeah, what I'm saying? This was like Pete Michaels not giving an F at all. Oh nah, he because he was like that was basically he was Teflon. He was like I ain't gonna get fired, so I might as well just you know go out and just whew, you know shoot from the cup. <laughs> yes, yep. <laughs> and you and you could definitely tell like after that, you know. That Vince was like, yeah, we're just gonna do it a certain way and have the X a certain way, um, but. <laughs> With the elite, you, I mean, yeah, I can see, yeah, they, they they can be a little awful. I just I just dig the Bucks. I'm not a fan of the Good Brothers. I don't really, I can never really get even all the incarnations of the Bull Club. I just can never get with them. But the Bucks, I, I think they they my people. I, I don't know how Adam Cole's different to it because he just went from one stable to another. Like, he, <laughs> I don't well, know. I, like, I think he's best in a stable. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, can he do things on his own? Like. <laughs> I don't think I, I think he's always going to be at his best in a stable because at the end of the day, that's he's so a sad really though. Small guy. Yeah, that's so uh, that's so sad though. Like, because you know you want to be that breakout star. Similar, you know how like the Rock was with the Nation, like or like even 
trying to get other stable. But I think Adam stuff. Cole, he, yeah. he he's his own type of breakout star. Uh, How so? Because he he's gonna give amazing matches. Um, I, I would call Adam. I don't know. Oh, it's it's a toss up between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano <laughs> uh, as far as who who is Mister Takeover. But uh, I can see with Johnny though he has a personality of being funny because like his vignettes that he's been doing with I don't know if you've been seeing NXT but with like Dexter yes. Loomis and that whole it's been hilarious. Yeah, if you put Adam Cole in that same in that same in that same role, I don't think he'd be able to you know flourish. I agree with you one hundred percent. Adam Cole, but when Adam Cole is used right, he, he's yes. great and he is so over. Okay. Um, I, I will never forget. Uh, mm-hmm. When uh, Takeover and SummerSlam were in New York a, a few years back, okay, and, uh, all weekend you just hear "Bay Bay." Uh, yeah, but people like to say weird, you know, gimmick catchphrases like <laughs> they, they do. But I mean, th- this was Adam Cole's like, and, but pe- thing, like I guess, but people still say were, like someone would just yell out, they'd be like Adam Cole, so it'd be like yeah, but people, people, Bay, people Bay. still. <laughs> Yeah, but people still say what after when when wrestlers still do pro- interviews in the ring. Like, yeah, come on, that was done by the, one of the greatest of all time. Stone and it's tr- and, pe- and, and wrestling fans. Here's the thing: if that was Gilbert that that did the what, no one would. Yeah, do. no, but well, and wrestlers, you gotta you have to admit wrestlers do like to troll people. You know, wrestlers from time to time because they want to be involved somehow, some way. So they'll troll you in the street, like they'll say, you know. You know, I'm Rick James, or, or Adam, you know what I'm saying? It's, what it's, are you, you know, what? It's, what? What, what it, are you it, talking it, about? Wrestlers trolling you on the streets and saying I'm Rick James? No, I'm just saying people in what general of, like to say catch before we started this. this recording? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying people in general like to say catchphrases. No matter if they're you know simple catchphrases, they'll just say it. Okay, just, okay. just a troll. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, but but again, they, they don't just say anybody's catchphrase. Like as over as I am, and we all know I am over with the people. Uh, okay. You, di- you didn't have people just walking around being like, "Oh, survival of the fittest, get with it or get out." No, people are saying it's I'm Rick James, you know, because Dave Chappelle. He is. Well, I didn't know you had. A, I didn't know. I didn't know you had a a, a catchphrase. <laughs> that, that's that's so that's so new to me. But I'm pretty sure every every wrestler. You know, it has even mid card wrestlers. People still, you know, do the Valvinius. I bet people will still come up to him and say hello, ladies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you have to think about wrestlers, wrestling fans. You know, well, here's the, that's actually, you know what? That's a good example because <laughs> yeah, people probably go up to Valvinius and, and go hello, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> but no one's just walking around like the streets, like being like hello, ladies. I don't know, but people are Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I don't know. Well, I, I was gonna say, I in, in school, people going down the hallway will scream out, you know, will say a oh, GGGG unit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and because they were wouldn't, wouldn't be there. No, G unit want to be in that wouldn't be in the vicinity. So you know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. But G unit was over. I mean, at, at one point, Fifty Cent was the, the biggest thing on the you know in the U.S. Um, I guess yeah, but I guess it all comes down to what pop culture phrases uh, retained in your memory that you'll randomly blurt out from time to time. But it's not just that; it, it's got to be from someone that's older, and that's the key. That's the does key. it have to be? Yeah, like when it rains, uh, sometimes people will say blame it on the rain, and like was Millie Vanilli <laughs> that, like that over, or like it, or, 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 or you know, uh, old uh, OJ. Um, 
you know, in, in the rain, like that other, that other song. You. Yeah, oh, like yeah. was he really that over? In the rain. You know, or yeah, the, was the only was Ross that for that? Or like me, you, and my mom? Yeah, or, or you know, uh, somebody's watching me. Was was what's uh? What's his, yeah, what's his name? Um, so you don't even remember? <laughs> no, no, but the, the guy that that did the actual song, uh, Rock, <laughs> Rockwell, Rockwell. Like, would people even remember? You know what I'm saying? It's all, but. We just went on like a tangent of like random sayings, but <laughs> the thing with Adam Cole, <laughs> the thing with Adam Cole, I'm I'm, I'm so surprised, I'm so interested to see how. I just I just hope he won't get lost in the shuffle because I feel like with all these signees, he might get be the one that people won't be talking about too much in AEW, and he might just come come back to the federation, you know, down the line. Well, I think two things on that. As far as going back to the federation, I don't think so. The okay. big big daddy Dave Meltzer. Yeah, uh, he reported that uh, apparently the pitch to uh, Cole was for him to be Keith Lee's manager. Where is Keith Lee, by the way? Apparently, he's been working dark matches as a heel. Oh, okay. So they get repackage him. Yeah, that's what the uh, rumors are. Okay, all right. Well, that'd be cool to see. Could could you pull it off as a heel? I don't know. He's such a like pleasant, jovial guy. You think they have a, a manager for him then? Possibly uh, MVP. I, I can see that maybe. Okay, um, but but yeah, I mean I, they're saying that's what they wanted Adam Cole to do, and it's like, wait, what? The, like, oh, okay. The, yeah, that'd be a weird tandem, those two. You yeah, know, it really would. Uh, and a that did, yeah, because would they even did it? They didn't even have any history between the two, like before. Not at all. Yeah, so that you're just trying to connect two manics to, but I together. mean, that's, you know, that's WWE in there. I don't know what, but like, yeah, hope for the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he'd go back there, you know, just based on that alone. But yeah, uh, but also I think he will get used well because he, he's so over, like as an individual. Okay. Like when he's in a group, he like I don't know. <laughs> and when he's in a group, like <laughs> Elberry without the blue notes, you know. Uh, I got you. I got you. I got you. But in a group, like he he goes platinum every time. Uh, but in this particular group, see, I can see with him in Undisputed because, like, the other guys weren't really that personable. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe Roderick Strong, but I was going to say with, you know, the Elite, you got the Young Bucks, and they're, like, whew, off the cover. I guess maybe the Good Brothers, I don't know. They don't really They've got their own personality. Yeah. But I, I think Cole, Cole, and, and actually, here's a great example last night. Like, so my girlfriend, I mean, she loves the Elite. Yeah, she loves Adam Cole. She okay. hates this version of the elite because they're so corny. <laughs> but but last night we're watching it and like the yeah. boys came out in rompers. Kenny's wearing some sort of like golden flower like shirt. I don't know. It looks like he stole it out of the rock's throwaway closet. It's very floral. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, good brothers are the good brothers. You know. Right, 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 right. And uh, rock, everybody rock man kangles. Yeah, yep. You know, Don Dallas yep. is in like a teal suit, like with teal sneakers. <laughs> but, but then Adam Cole, who got, got his own entrance. And so yep. right off the bat, it's like, yeah, they're giving him, you know, special treatment, so to speak. Uh, he comes out rocking, you know, black jeans, T-shirt and a leather jacket looking cool. Okay. Uh, okay. So I think he's going to stick out like because he's the, he's going to be the cool guy in the group. OK. I, I think that's what his role will be. And, All right. Well, um. I'm hoping we can use matches. 
I'm hoping we can you, we can stand on this episode where you state that, and then we can go a year from now and see. Hopefully, that he does hold to your, you know, your tune that he does become yeah, like you know. The, the, so if if you had to compare him for like the NWO, would you put him as like the the Nash, the Hall, the Hogan, or the or the the oh. the, the, the six you know of, of the group? Ah, that's a good question. I guess I would have to put him as the Nash. Okay, he's the cool guy. All right, all right. He's got the okay. hair. He can do the hair flip, and those eyes. Oh my God! Like hilarious. He's got great <laughs> eyes. Hysterical. But okay. Um, like I met then, him in person and had to like not get lost in his eyes. I was like, hysterical. Oh, so, he's, wow. so he's like Prince. <laughs> he is, man. He is. Like he's just got these deep blue eyes. They like penetrate your soul. <laughs> now, do you think Strowman would be a mystery tiny, you know, uh, or do you think he'll be coming back to the Federation? He's an interesting one. Um because he like, still has, he, since he was released, he still has a ninety-day situation, correct? No, he's he's free. Oh, okay, okay. He and Buddy Murphy are both, uh, and Lana uh, are all free. There's some others too okay. uh, that that are free now, um, and okay. we haven't yet seen. Um, so we'll we'll be curious to to see. I, I kept saying during All Out, I was like, I, I expected to see Lana uh, because Miro has been mentioning in his promos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about how the only person that he lies on his back for is his beautiful wife. Uh, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, that, that must mean she's coming. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, she wasn't there. So I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but I, but yeah, I expect to see her there. Um, Strowman, I, I expect to see Buddy Murphy there because his promos or vignettes that he's released, have you seen those? Nah, they good. Uh, they're not bad, and they're tied into the Malachi Black ones. Okay, cool. Um, I, I didn't see the Malachi Black ones either, so I, I guess I gotta get onto that to see how, how they all into. What they doing? Their own little Marvel universe between the two? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, watch the Malachi Black ones first. Okay. Um, and, okay. Uh, and it's been interesting. I mean, because he's Malachi Black has kept this eye thing from you know. I mean, he technically lost his eye in WWE. Um, How did he lose his eye? Seth Rollins uh, took it from him, I think. Or did Buddy? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, like Mysterio? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, at least he's keeping that storyline. All right, cool. Yes, um, it's very interesting. Um, and so in the vignette, uh, I, I don't mean to spoil it for you, but okay. Um, I mean, this is just a, a small line from it. Yeah. He, he's like at a psychiatrist place or whatever, like uh, okay. like an Arkham Asylum type. And, okay. Uh, they're, they're telling oh, him, Batman, like, nice. Yeah, yeah, but they're telling him like nothing happened to your eye, <laughs> and he's like, "No, you don't understand." Like, and, uh, <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, so it's I will interesting. Look at that. Like, yeah, all I right. definitely recommend it. Um, okay, I think they're treating it like these guys have been in this insane asylum uh, known as WWE. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And a nice little metaphor. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, Buddy Murphy's doing the same situation. Yeah. So he, he's got referencing the same, the same uh, asylum. Okay. Yes. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. I'll definitely uh, check that out. But uh, so far with the the current signees, before we uh, sign out, because we yeah, wow, we've been going for a minute. But right. so you, now you have uh, Adrande, uh, obviously Adam Cole, uh, Daniel Bryan, 
uh, and uh, CM Punk. So now we've got about five guys, uh, four guys, potentially five. You know, not knowing what uh, you know Strowman's gonna do. We, what, what, what have you thought so far of, of all this? Um, Andrade, I have not been impressed with so far. Okay. Um, he, I think he needs a, a big showing. Um, okay. I, I think uh, they're leading to because right now he's managed by Chavo Guerrero. Okay. And, uh, there's there's allusions to there, there's no infighting yet, but there's allusions okay. to some problems. Okay. And I, I think that's going to lead to Ric Flair coming in to manage him. Okay. Um, he's going to be wrestling Pac this Friday night on Rampage. Okay. I, I expect big things from that match. He needs a big match like to show he belongs at AEW. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. With that being said. Uh, CM Punk, I mean, he's a big deal just because he hasn't been anywhere for seven years. Right. Um, I think they're going to ride the nostalgia train as long as they can. Right. And then uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, okay. I'm a huge Punk fan, okay. uh, so I'm going to be very gracious with him, uh, as I think a lot of fans will be. Okay. Uh, his match with Darby Allen was really good, uh, especially for a seven-year hiatus. Uh, Any ring rust? A little bit, okay. uh, definitely a little bit. Uh, as, as expected, he, he, you know, it was a slow building match, uh, but that's that's what that match should be. Um, you know, a little bit of inside baseball. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm looking at a potential in ring return, and uh, in my head, I've been like trying to figure out. I'm like, yeah, like I, I don't think I'm going to be able to train in a wrestling ring before I do a match. Uh, nope. And so, like, I'm like, wow, like, that match is going to be, like, my first thing back. It's going to have to be a slow, you know, a lot of chain wrestling and kind of feeling things out kind of deal. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's what this match was. Um, it, it picked up towards the end. Um, and a lot of that was just led by Darby Allen, um, as it should have been, you know. He's, right, of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think it'll be curious to see where things go with Punk going forward, um, okay. especially as he gets more time in the ring and uh, gets gets into his groove. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, Brian Danielson, I don't think there should be any ring rust there. Um, and yeah. I, and I think he's fired up to go. Um, if you get the chance on YouTube, check out the uh, post, post-media scrum um, from All Out. Okay. Uh, Brian Danielson is on there in full fired up mode. He's like, let's effing go. Like, he's, uh, <laughs> I think he's really excited uh, to be in this place. Uh, he mentioned that, um, and I can actually, I can relate to this. He was like, you know what? He's like, I- I'm married. He's like, so my, my day-to-day life is pretty tame. Uh, he's like, I-, I need a place where I can kind of let, let out some of my wild. Uh, paraphrasing. Okay. But... Um, something along those lines and uh, I can definitely relate to that um, I'm not married but I might as well be yeah um, and uh, yeah my day-to-day life is very tame uh, especially since the pandemic hit um, you know and it's uh, thankfully we've got the uh, I call it the iron asylum uh, in the basement you know where I can go and work right. out but uh, it's still I mean even that is tame I, I you know I need a place to let out some of my wild and I think probably the safest and best place for me to do that would be the wrestling ring. I hear you. I hear you. 
And uh, I think that's where he's at, and he's excited. He said Vince was very protective of him. Um, you I mean, know. of course, he you know had that head uh, you know neck yeah. issue, so yeah. you don't want to, especially all, with all the if something bad happened in the ring, that's gonna be all bad publicity on Vince, pretty much. So no, for sure, for sure. So I get it. But, yeah, you got the brunt of that. But I think you know Brian Danielson as a person and as a creative performer. Um, he doesn't want to have those kind of handcuffs on him. And uh, right. so he said he's looking forward to bringing back all sorts of moves that uh, he wasn't allowed to do previously. So um, it'll be a lot, yeah, from Ring of Honor. Yes, yep. So I think uh, so. I think he's just really excited to, to be in this place, to be able to do his thing his way. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, ex- I expect good things of it. I, I think him and Kenny, like I said earlier... Um, oh, I think they have a dope program. If, yeah. if they do it right. You know, right. if it's... You know, and it's not just gonna be like a. Hopefully, it's just not gonna like a one match or two match program. Hopefully, they'll be able to you know let it grow, let it mature. Cause I think that's another thing we keep running into in today's wrestling compared to yesteryear. A lot of these things are very microwavable, like these programs that wrestlers will have between one another. Like, whoop! All right, two matches on to the next. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on that. Um, yeah, hopefully they can let it grow. Hogan Savage, two years. Yeah, man. And anyway, that was only two years on, on TV. The, the rest of it, they still had, you know, battle <laughs> for the remainder of their career. So, no, nah, I definitely, I could definitely dig that. Right. You know. But, uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, we shall definitely see what the future holds with all these new signees. Yes, um, so, uh, I guess we can wrap up episode 11 of uh, Before the Three Count of the 9th of September. So if you uh, will ever be so kindly to do the honors to let us go. Si, senor. El numero once de después el conte de tres. Now, uno, dos, tres. Ding, ding, ding.